This is a podcast about all things St. Pete, hosted by the one and only St. Pete is Super Cool. As always, this is Sadabe, and today I am with Sessions, a musician in our city who has just broken the world record for longest freestyle rap. How are you today? Good, good. I'm feeling excellent. Uh, beautiful day as always. You know, it's um, an honor to be here. Appreciate y'all taking the time to interview me and, Thank you. and asking questions. So. It was definitely an experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that you're like, does your throat still hurt? Like, is it, or you feel like you're kind of starting to recover? Yeah, I mean, it took about um, like a week. So I ended up sleeping, um, like the adrenaline had me up right after the event for, you know, a good like six hours or something. I wasn't even tired and uh, just finally walked my dog and got tired, you know, from the sun and trying to do things to make me feel a little bit tired. And once I slept, I was slept for 20 hours. Um, I went back to try to, you know, maybe get some things together and clean up the place for Derek over at uh, Donnelly's Art Cove and just started feeling woozy. So I knew I needed some more sleep and went back. But I just felt the throat, um, the sore throat. It just went away like yesterday. And then two days ago, my tongue was uh, it was all swollen from all the caffeine I drank. It was like a canker sore. So that just went away two days ago. And plus, I bit it while I was freestyling here and there. So it was just like the throat and the tongue finally healed up for this. Yeah. That sounds awful. Because, like, I'll bite <laughs> my cheek sometimes and just, like, even that hurts. And yeah. then just thinking, like, how, like, far in did your tongue, like, start to, like, swell like a tanker sore, canker sore uh, that you... Right there, like, halfway through to the right side of my tongue... Um, there was a big canker sore that just was swollen. Luckily, I didn't bite it too much during the freestyling because it was pretty uh, swollen up during that moment. But, um, you know, I just somehow was avoiding it. And I remember biting it after it was uh, for initial, initially swollen. So it was just a lot to deal with. But, yeah, I finally healed up, recuperated. It's Monday. It's been a uh, week exactly. So, yeah. That's dude. So, like, what made you want to break this world record and say, like, I'm going to do it. Let's, let's go for this. Uh, it was actually when I seen Watsky do it last year, I seen that he, you know, finished it and um, he did it for like a charitable event of his tour crew that wasn't able to go on tour from COVID. So, I mean, I was trying to think of a way to make this into a charitable event as well, which I wanted to take a portion of it and put it towards uh, making a workshop with Derek Donnelly, but that'll probably come down the road. Um, initially, it was just a test of uh, for myself to be able to say, for one, that I'm capable or just to see where I'm at physically and mentally because I'll never be at this age again. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll never be this young again and only getting older. So I just wanted to test that. And just I love freestyle so much that I was willing to dedicate, you know, that much time to just show that, you know, it's possible and putting your mind to anything is possible, especially with the group of people that believe in you and especially mm -hmm. if you believe in yourself. So it was more so a testament to that, in my opinion. But, you know, obviously, uh, everybody that does things like that usually do does it for a charitable reason. Mm -hmm. So, in a sense, that's probably my only thing is I wish I probably would have included something for a, a charity. But besides that, it was all for, like, a, a self-challenge more so than, like, a selfish, you know, glory type of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you feel now? Like, because you, like, you did it, you that's, know? That's the weirdest thing. People keep, like, asking me, like, uh, or not asking, but they keep saying, like, man, you're a beast or rap god or you're a god with this and you know like this has put you exalted as an upper echelon and it's it's one of them things that being that i try to keep things modest and humble it's hard for me to accept the role but 
you know, when you do something that long, it's something you can't deny. So I'm just trying to balance uh, claiming it and then also being modest, you know. So yeah. I mean, take it. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just these, might as well own it. You know, these million-dollar rappers, you know, who are singing the same phrase over and over again, take yeah, it. Exactly. So I think you should too. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's what I've been doing is just sort of stepping into it, accepting that I did it, and you know, it's still uh, uh, very surreal in a sense. You know, accomplishing something yeah. that big and everybody acknowledging it and talking to you about it and being, you know, like people. When I went to do this uh, gadget jam show recently, Saturday. Like this dude came, this girl came up like, man, I feel like I'm talking to somebody famous. So it's Aww. just moments like that where it's just cool that that happens, you know? Yeah. So like, tell us a little bit more about the process and the planning to like start this because obviously it's like a world record. So there's a little bit more like legality to mm -hmm. it. You can't just be like, I did it. Yeah. You know, um, how was that process getting that started? Well, when I first applied, it was in March, and then I, it takes 12 weeks to approve, and I got approved in like July of 2021. And so up until like, I'd say even December, I was focusing on like uh, different events I was doing with the basement and the raid set on Twitch. Um, so I didn't focus on it too much, but around December, I announced that I had it um, ready to go, and in January, I started pushing for it and training on my Twitch, just doing more long streams, using the word generator, and just, I don't know, taking it more seriously with my intention of training. Mm -hmm. And so that's where around January and February, I was just freestyling more often, but it's one of them things where you can't really train for the longevity of how long that was. You know, 44 hours was, the only thing I could say is I just trained to always be able to say something and then always be able to switch it just so I don't repeat anything for one of the rules that's in the Guinness so I try to train for that but the longevity of it the best way I can explain is I just stayed in the present moment and always just focused on the hour I was in you know maybe I would look ahead or look behind at how long it's been or whatnot but I didn't dwell on that and just kept focused on the present hour and that I had a break coming up and then take the break, come back on and just start freestyling without worrying that I had another hour to do, you know. And your breaks were how long? Um, five minutes. He only gave you five minutes? Yeah, so, and I could have saved him up. Like, Watsky, I guess he did, uh, I don't know how long, but he ended up saving up like a good hour. So, however many hours that would be, you know, five minutes per hour. So, he ended up sleeping for an hour, but I did it where I took a five minute every hour. So, it almost became torturous, you know. And I mean, why did you go that route instead of just doing what he did? Uh, I just figured like, I don't know. I just, there was no real plan to it as far as why I chose that. But looking back, I probably should have saved some hours. It's just, I thought maybe I would have had to go to the bathroom. And then at the start of the hour, I would have had to go to the bathroom and wait a whole hour to go. So things like that, where I was just like, I wonder if it'd be better to just take my oh, five minutes every hour. That so that makes sense. In case I, you know, had a, something of emergency or feeling of being tired and not wanting to continue after I already committed to an hour, you know. That like, no, that makes sense. Was there any point in like this whole thing where you're just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can finish. Well, yeah, people have asked me that, but I don't think there was. It was more so like uh, around hour. I remember thirteen. It settled in that I was actually doing this. And then around like the 20s, I remember thinking, damn, there's still a whole another 20 something hours to go. And, uh, and then around like the 30s, I remember it was starting to get easier because it was almost like you reach the climax and start coming downhill. And yeah, around 40, um, 
I had played another beat and got a second win. People were throwing money, and I've seen people that I haven't ever seen in my Twitch show up, like my best friend. And, you know, it got, like, sentimental at one point where I was, like, trying to hold back from crying. Like, I had to drink some lemon water, like, ten times just to hold back the feeling of deprivation and, you know, sentiment, you know. So it was, like, um, a mixture of all that really just never had me acknowledge my, you know, for one, I don't really have that give up style. And then two, like, you know, my willpower and work ethic and everything that I've gone through with from working hard on tree work to sales. You know, I've just never had a give up style or I'm done with this or, you know, when I'm doing something, I just I always just think like a Navy SEAL. I'm only 60 percent tired. There's still 40 percent to go, you know. OK, I like that mentality. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I should take a little bit more of that. Because I, like I mean, to, if you say like you're 100 percent, yeah. If you say you're 100 percent tired, you're gonna believe that yourself, and you will just give in to your own acknowledgement and your own affirmation. So, if you remind yourself, "I'm only 60 percent tired," that means I got 40 percent to go, and you could just push because your mind controls your body. You know? It's really crazy how your mind really does control everything. Yeah. If you can train your mind, like you're good to go. Yep. You know, like my mind's only like forty percent true. Like, you know, it's it's not all the way there, but we're we're trying. And it's a daily thing, you know. Like some things just stick with you more, and you know, certain quotes or certain like tidbits of information. For some reason, I my retention has gotten a lot better for, you know, ever since I went to vocational school for dental assisting and just you know putting myself in a position of higher education like college and whatnot. My brain started retaining information more, absorbing things, and just, you know, it sticks with me now where I can recall quotes or whatnot. So a lot of those things that resonated with me are actually being put into action more than it is, you know, uh, for other people, I guess, so. Nice. So is, like, your music something that you do full-time, um, or, are, like, do you have other things on the side that you're that you're doing as well? Um, music isn't full time in the sense that I go around and do shows and do this and that, but it's full full time in a, in a, a total category of my creativity is how I look at it. Because I also run a base, uh, the basement, which is a metaverse club, and it's every Monday, every week at 10 p.m. It's a freestyle, the only freestyle cipher cyber cipher in the world right now. Which uh, you know there are some in Discord and other places. But this is the only freestyle cypher you can get together with avatars and talk to people and chill in a, in a club and freestyle together with like low latency. Oh. So I do that and I've been pushing that since like August and the whole Web3 crypto, um, you know, just metaverse type of stuff and trying to focus on that digital aspect for one to make it easier, like ease of use. or I mean, ease of use where you could just set up instead of breaking down all the equipment and set up somewhere else okay. physically. It's easy for that. And then two, um, it's so new and fresh. Everybody's trying to get in. And I feel like I've cemented myself with the owner of Somnium mm -hmm. Space in a great position. So uh, plus they have creators fund where they give you crypto to push your brand and try to make it something. Oh, that's cool. Are you hoping that this like world record thing, like maybe like pushes your music career up a little bit more where you can dedicate a little bit more time to it and, and get a little bit more like uh, monetary kickback from it? Yeah. And I mean, I actually went full time 2022 okay. from January 1st is um, the biggest goal is I wanted to do this freestyle record. And after that, maybe I'd go back to work. Um, and just with my situation financially, it's like 
I probably will need to, but it's like half of me wants to hang on to keep seeing if I could turn some of these like potential clients into paying gigs that allow me to help, you know, build their their um, headquarters or help them come up with strategies for their Web3, you know, NFT or delivery of product or whatever they service they provide. So, I mean, I want to maintain it, but I feel like, you know, the reality is that it's just it's so early that I either just keep struggling like any artist and just, you know, working off of scraps till you make it, or I just go back to work and try to balance with the nine to five, which is hard because mm -hmm. a lot of things happen during that nine to five and that daytime that I need, especially for, you know, European, Central European time mm -hmm. standards. Yeah. Like I miss a lot of different opportunities because I'm not doing it full time. So that's where I've been doing it full time, but it's just not there yet to make it where I'm, you know financially stable so it's like just got to keep pushing and i think this record will do that where if i can announce that i've done that people at least you know will want to find out more do an interview or maybe they'll want to have me freestyle for something yeah as a you know as a monetary value so yeah it's like crazy how like you have there's so many like creatives obviously in the world that are doing really really awesome amazing things with like their creative gifts and it's like the way that we've built our society, like you can't do that. Yeah. It's either like survive, pay your bills, you know, and like don't struggle in that way and like lose that creative dream yep. or have that creative dream and struggle. And the thing with Web3 though is cool is becoming where you can actually get, <clears throat> you know, digital assets you own and sell, which are tangible. And uh, of course the digital format compared to having a print but then you can also make it where every time that sells, you can get a percentage of it as well for the rest of your life. So a music NFT from me, if I sell it to this person and he owns it and then he wants to sell it to somebody else, I could put a 3% royalty on there every time it sells. So it's like you can't get that with CDs. You know, you can't get uh, multiple digital prints that can be sent on Polygon for free with no gas fees in the hands of your consumer direct from me, the creator in that sense like most people are so used to these old physical systems that this is just changing the game and i just want to be the one that's always pushing that agenda you know yeah so like when we hear nft like we think a lot of like art mm -hmm. okay do you like think obviously like nft and music is like now becoming a thing but like do you think there like really is an industry there for nfts and music that can change the game like you said for musicians yeah and I mean, that's one big thing, too, right there is that, as I mentioned, the royalties in itself is like you can't get that from selling a CD. You're not going to get any type of, um, you know, residual income from a CD. But if you were to sell an audio NFT and it comes with more utility of, you know, if the biggest thing is using the imagination to your segmented community that's uh, affiliated with or, you know, the diehard fans that are for you. That's your group of people that you have to build and flourish and, you know, water those seeds instead of focusing on trying to be famous. You just work on that tight knit community. And so when you build these imaginative scenarios or, you know, NFTs that come with a storyline, you're just allowing these people to sort of get back to that childlike mentality of, you know, creating with you or maybe you give them a little bit of say in what happens to the storyline or you give them an audio NFT and that comes with a autographed CD digital cover or, you know, you can make any system you want. So that's the beauty of the NFTs and things like that. But it's like it's definitely going to be the way to go with audio and um, art. And it's really getting 
getting the uh, um, perspective back to what's the important thing is the visionaries, the artists, the ones that actually create this beautiful world around us. And they're actually getting the power back to be able to create something from nothing and, you know, make something from it. I like that. I feel like our society, like just in general as like a world, okay, we are going into like every single sci-fi movie that's like ever been created. Yeah. You know, I like, I'm just like really hoping we don't fully go down the Wally track. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing though. It's just, I feel like it's really inevitable to be honest. And I feel like, you know, me pushing the metaverse thing is obviously uh, exponentially increasing that, but I'd rather, I guess, be on the front end of it, pushing it instead of on the back end, sitting there judging it and being, you know, cynical about it. What got you into music and then kind of initiated you going down this path that you're now here on? Uh, so my boy, I remember when I first got to Florida, I'm from, you know, Honduras originally okay. uh, born. And then I came to the Midwest in Wisconsin when I was two, then Indiana in like fourth grade, whatever age that is. And then now in Florida, 2001. But when I first got down here, I was around like 15, 16. And my boy in high school was listening to himself on a Walkman. And I was like, yo, what are you listening to? And he, he showed me, he's like, this is me, Jay Speaks. And so he put me on the music, making beats on Fruity Loops. And then I was just, you know, exploring, doing a, you know, a bunch of crazy sampling and whatnot. And I, fi I figured I was pretty good at the beats and I started writing. So that's what got me into the music. We started a group feature Inc, which uh, became a little popular around this area with different momentums, you know, doing shows. And eventually when that sort of was dying off, everybody trying to do their own thing. I joined a rock band and I was in a band for five years doing like screaming and vocalists and Seriously, this and that. Seriously, kind of just done it all. Yeah, and you know, I've also experimented with videography, photography, graphic designs, um, drawing has always been a natural thing since I was a kid and all types of art in general, but music is more of an expression. Uh, it's given me confidence. So throughout all those experiences, it led me to to realize that Twitch was getting popular because I had an ex-girlfriend, her, her brother was going to TwitchCon and I was like, dang, this is getting that big where they have their own conference. So I started pursuing the broadcasting route, learning everything myself and just now it's where I'd, I've been on Twitch two years. But during that time, I met somebody, Blake Hotz, who put me on to Somnium Space and then in August is when I went full time with Somnium and now I'm going into this VR direction of infinite creativity of anything that's in my mind's eye, I can create it and walk around it physically, you know. So it's pretty nuts. So I decided that this is the ultimate it that I've been looking for, which is VR, metaverse type stuff and being able to create the first and only freestyle club. You know, it's just a matter of time before people catch on and I just got to keep consistent and just keep yeah. taking this route. So in a sense, like I said, music is my love but so is everything else where I just I generalize and boil it down to creativity and I'm just trying to make almost like um, uh, same it's I call it same stage which is going to be a music label digitally that helps people get on their feet and branch off on their own thing I love that too. so like you can earn your master's back type of thing and you know get on your own feet hmm. it's, it's very interesting because like as you know you're talking um, it seems like you obviously have very, very many interests, yeah. but they all really boil down to music yeah. and how you're using those many, many interests to, in a sense, pursue mm -hmm. music. Yeah. You know? 
And I worded it that way so where it's like, if you understand the context of it, you can see that, you know, I might not have a bunch of tangible music out, which I'm trying to work on after this record thing. I want to put out some type of CD. But I mean, it's all correlates back to just creating, which to me is more important than aiming at fame. So I'd rather create and make it from, you know, the fact that it's helping me express or making me healthier to relieve anxieties and tensions than to make it towards aiming at trying to be famous or get money, you know, and that all that will come. But if my intentions are set towards the relaxed uh, expression mm -hmm. aspect of it, I think it's just better for me mentally as well. I love that. I love that because like personally for me, I think like Hollywood and all of that is just toxic yeah it's just it's all like, you're gonna I get caught up in it it's yeah. i just think there's nothing good from it you know uh like i i really i really don't if you're gonna narcissistic put, yes it's just selfish. they they don't look happy they always look miserable exactly. you know you know i like during like when covid first started they're all freaking crying that they're in their freaking billion dollar houses oh mm -hmm. i have to stay in my billion dollar house and then you had like people who like couldn't even get tested when they were like really really sick and yeah. i just wanted to be like will you shut up exactly. i was like you it, have everything you need it turns <laughs> like, into that where it becomes like you know just like what the any type of guru will say it's like you know um well t to not touch on that but just you know, when you are absorbed with all these things that you rely on for fulfilling that void, it's like you're never going to fill the void with that. You know, the main void is only filled through, through you know, like uh, self-love, family, that support system and, and health, you know, working out, eating right, expressing your feelings. And, and another thing is people shouldn't be looking at art and creating like drawings, writing music and all that as a competition of who's the best at it. We put that label on it, but really it should always just be to express daily for, you know, your own personal, like, uh, deciphering and, you know, helping to analyze what you're going through mentally and connecting to people and all that stuff. So my intentions are always trying to be set on that expressing. And when I do these freestyle ciphers or when I freestyle in general, it's to shock people around me for the shock value to shake them out of their shells and hopefully inspire them to find what they love to do and then to go do it, you know? So in that, in that sense, is that like your main message when you're putting out music and you're putting out your content is like you said, you want to like shake people out, you know, to really be their own creative person to realize like, okay, you know, I got this. Yeah. So basically, yeah, that's ultimately my goal with, um, so there's three words that I put as almost like a mantra towards sidetracked which um, Sidetrack started as me getting inspired by Dub Effects, if anybody knows who that is. He's like a street performer that busks on the street with a looper and vocal effects and stuff. So he just, you know, freestyled on the street. I seen that and that's what started Sidetracked. But um, the three words I put below it for mantras are to express, inspire, and evoke, which is to express for myself, to be healthy and relieve tension. Like when I used to scream in a rock band, it was just, the best to scream out everything for the stress of the week and then to inspire other artists that you know whether they draw paint or photography or anything I want to inspire that once they see me do something damn I feel excited for life and I want to go do my thing and then to evoke emotion in the viewer or somebody that doesn't create to maybe you know just feel something compared to a lot of this you know BS lower uh, frequency type music that always seeks pleasure and all that so it's like make people just enlightened or think in a higher uh, mental state of mind and thought realm. 
and then as well just to you know express for myself and hopefully inspire those who are there for that moment i love that we i mean we talk a lot about and like you know i talk with a lot of artists and you do hear a lot of like the artists you know they give what like the consumers like want Mm -hmm. you know but like it's squashing their creative vision and what they as an artist have to give the world Mm -hmm. and like personally for me like I like it when an artist is just like F society this is what I have to give you take it or leave it like I resonate with those a lot because I don't want whatever what an else wants like if I'm going to take a piece or an album from them home I like I want a piece of them I want what's rawly them and we've switched that yeah and it's nice to know that we're now there's there's people out there that are trying to bring that back and that's really the whole punk mentality or just people that are rebels and break the rules it's just you know don't do something like you know it becomes where yeah you are a full-time photographer but like you're saying it's squashing the true creativity that you want to make you know if you like making morbid pictures of you know hellish scenes but then you're out doing corporate weddings and shit it's Mm -hmm. like you're not going to really get to the point that makes you excited so I always try to just push everybody to you know, uh, do what excites you and what causes bliss in a responsible manner, of course. Uh, but just, you know, that's what I've always attained ever since I started looping and freestyling. And when I do my freestyles, like there might be times where I like maybe sugarcoat or I won't be as vulgar, but for the most part, I just talk about whatever comes to mind and I try not to show, you know, it's been a lot of anguish and embarrassment and just self doubt of going through from Twitch from when I first started to this last 44 hour stream, like that 44 hour stream, I was actually pretty surprised at the content I was rapping about because of, you know, where, when I'm relaxed and not under that type of pressure, I sometimes feel it's not whack, but it's just not as, you know, prolific or something. So it's like, that really surprised me that I brought that much out of me for that long during that the record thing. But yeah, I always say, man, you gotta just do what excites you and forget about people's judgment because that's a superpower is not caring what people think about mm-hmm. you, you know? Do you think, like, that might be, like, sometimes the hardest part for you is that, like, in a sense, you are doing what's truly you and unique and 100% you, but, like, not everyone in the world, like, wants that. Yeah. You know, and so you're stuck between, do I stay true to me or do I maybe bend a little and you know maybe have this go somewhere where I don't have to have this nine to five every day and I can do what I what I want well I feel like I'm able to control the way that that's going to go because of the metaverse thing so when I'm in when people are in the metaverse they don't really have the same personality because you know you give a man a mask and he'll show you Mm -hmm. his true self type of thing Mm -hmm. so like when we're in the freestyle club like I act the same but it's more freedom to know that I'm in charge of this club there's nobody above me or there's no corporate people I have to be professional in front of. So that's going to allow me to flourish the freestyle thing and create my own environment that people can come to me for. That's the whole reason I started Twitch is instead of going out to chase this void that I have of trying to fulfill it with fame and, you know, women and whatever else. It's like I took that back and to control for myself to let people come to me. If they don't like it, they can just click out of it digitally. So it's like um, I'm, I'm making the environment that people are going to get used to me being in. And, uh, you know, I don't have to conform to shaping myself in a certain way because everybody's going to come to me for it because I'm not going to keep going out to pursue them to try to convince them, you know. Yeah. 
and then uh, another aspect on that too is uh, where uh, I just had it in my mind. It was uh, where instead of yeah, instead of like you know me doing what I truly love will always be there, and um, plus other things are making it popular like Harry Mack and other rappers that freestyle. It's becoming a thing on Twitch now where I was on there before when it was like maybe a handful under 10 people on Twitch freestyling. And now I'd say there's a good 15, 20. So it's just going to get more accepted, more available. And it is a true, almost like a, a mental acuity geniusness that you have to think about what you already said, what you're going to say now, what you're about to say and not repeat anything and make it, you know, engaging and confident, you know, so it's a lot to it as well. Fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm like not a musician in any like way at all. Like I just, I enjoy it. Like I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, I can't freestyle, I can't make a beat. That's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. It's never gonna, it's just not, it's not. Um, But everybody can though. They can, (laughs) let me take that back. They can, but it's not in me to do it. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that I was always, I always like shocking people because, well, with Gadget Jam, which we'll get into in mm-hmm. a second, like it's all about anticipate to participate. And when we get somebody up there to play with the machines and stuff, yeah, they might not be a musician and they might be offbeat and stuff, but it's like, don't let yourself, don't let yourself stop yourself, you know? Like, don't deny yourself the ability to just at least touch it, just at least feel it. And even if it's embarrassing, like, it's at least you created something for that moment. It might not be a dope song, but it's like, just do it for that reason of just to do it, just to express, and then it, be, it can be fun, and you won't have to look at it like, I'm not a musician. You can look at it like, I'm I just creating. Just, I know? just had a fun moment. Yeah. That's, like, so fascinating, too, because I, like, I find sometimes, like, with St. Peter's super cool, like, you know, like, my partner does, like, a lot of the videography and photography. Like, that's, like, his thing. He's mm-hmm. the one putting all those things together, and I just, like, hang back and stand there and look yeah. cute, whatever, you know, like give my input sometimes. And like, I think to myself, like, why am I here right now? Like, I'm literally just standing here. I hate to stand. I hate to feel useless. And I feel really useless sometimes. And it's funny what you just said, because like, I literally just stopped myself. I could very easily one of these days just be like, can you like show me how to use the camera? Yeah. Or I want to create this video and stop being so scared or, to do it. Or even like, since you might be the mental, like the maybe more... I don't know, if you're the left side brain and you're the right with more logic and whatnot, yeah. then you could also help to give him the uh, logistics or numbers and ideas towards how he can use his creativity as well. And that's also creating in a sense too. Yeah. You know, you could help plan out, you know, shots or all right, we're going to move here after this time. And you can help in the same way and still be creating in that sense yeah, too. Yeah, it's, so, it's like so like a little light bulb moment. Yeah. It's like I get so frustrated It'd and I'm be like... more fun. Yeah, and I'm like, why am I here? Like, what am I contributing? Like, yeah. I, like, and I get so mad sometimes. And like, really, it's just been me this entire time. And I mean, that's the exact mentality that I try to squash because people that think that I can't contribute is totally wrong. Where, you know, again, the artists are the one that have the vision to create architecture, you know, geometrical shapes that are appeasing to the eyes and all this stuff to where... You know, we need everybody to be creating and everybody can contribute, but it's like, that's what I want to squash is the mentality that you're not able to, you know, everybody should be able to and shouldn't be judged for doing it, you know? 
well, you just squashed it with me. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like, because I had a light bulb moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm like, yeah, like, you know. That's what it's about. The, the podcast is mine, and that's great, you know. But, like, in the day-to-day, it's just kind of like, I sometimes wonder, like, what am use am I really for yeah. in this company? You know, and it really, it's, it's probably just been myself holding me back the entire yeah. time. You know, awesome. we love those moments. Uh, yeah. <laughs> moment of enlightenment right yes. there. Yes. Um, Okay, so yes, let's talk a little bit about uh, Gadget Jam. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, tell me a little bit about that band um, and what you guys have like been doing, uh, you know, since your creation. So, I mean, when I started Sidetracked again, that was 2015, I bought my RC505 Looper, and I'd go on the street, and it was just inspired by DevFX and what he was doing in Europe and traveling and doing that, but... It's also put me under a lot of, you know, like I said, self-analyzation, criticism, self-doubt, and uh, embarrassment of just, you know, going out in the street and performing in front of strangers. So that's also what I did it for is just to almost like, uh, not on purpose, but it ended up squashing my ego and like selfish intentions and things like that where I just learned to do it to express and then also inspire and shake people up. But um, so Harlow was in a band, uh, Stick Martin band, and he would do touring, and he's got mad experience with that. And so when he seen uh, that I was doing my thing, I'm not going to say it inspired him, but he started doing his thing and bringing out all of his equipment and gadgets together and, um, you know, going to the street and the gazebo in Dunedin. And that was the first place I did my first sidetrack setup was on Pinellas Park, um, the Pinellas uh, Walk. What's it? Uh, the, the Pinellas, Pinellas Trail. Trail, yeah, okay. and uh, Main Street in Dunedin, right by Cafe Fresco, and uh, I just made. I ended up making like fifty dollars cash from somebody just walking by, and they're all like, "Man, we need this in the streets, freestyling and all that." So it was real dope. And so after that, me and Harlow started joining our forces together with me showing up to his Gadget Jam thing and other people. And Wu Lang joined over time, and they've been friends for a long time. And then other people started joining to where it became this interchangeable members that show up and freestyle improv with gadgets for everybody around and then also we want other people to participate to also just you know shake them out of their you know embarrassment and so that became you know this whole thing now where we're doing shows and random spots and um, not so much improv setups like in the street corner but at different venues, and now people have hired us, like uh, 548. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, like we've always done the Art Village for like a good two, three years, and other places that are starting to catch drift of it. And we're just an art party that wants to get everybody around to interact or just, you know, chill and get to know each other and network and just be an all-around free-for-all where nobody's judging. So okay. that's really the biggest uh, intention with that is an environment to chill create and no judgment so i guess is there like a core group of you guys um that you know like consists of it because like you said that you like you have people kind of coming in and there's like an interchangeable kind of like group that's always there mm-hmm. but like the core group is you harlow and then wuling yeah. do i have that right yeah okay and then what you guys just kind of like bring people in periodically to kind of like add to the yeah. the mix so then okay. there's been like um dj backbone in the past who's a dj that would spin certain things or he'd be able to create sound effects with dj and and then uh cheech uh dj space cheech which he's um dresses up in like an astronaut suit with a big mustache like cheech and chong from uh, still smoking 
and he just plays some dope ass mixes and stuff and then you know Harlow plays guitar and bass messes with gadgets Wu Lang does drums freestyles I freestyle I can play drums and gadgets and stuff too um, Isaiah freestyles Isaiah the prophet and then Gov Prince he freestyles so Gov Prince and Isaiah were there for the record as well as Wu Lang and Harlow so I'd say now it's becoming almost us five, but at any point if somebody t does their own thing and separates, then they'll still be a member, but then there'll just be other people that might want to come and do a show. Or So yeah, I'd say it's us three, and now it's becoming us five, Isaiah and GovPrints included. And we just, uh, you know, ultimately it's like Harlow's thing, because I've always had my thing with Sidetrack, but I'm also one of the core members because I've committed more time to it because it, it, it was like, why do I keep, why would I keep separating it, you know? Mm -hmm. So now it's just all of us trying to create environments for, you know, all of us to be able to work full time doing music and creations and events and organizing. And, you know, especially with the VR, lo uh, we, we locked down a VR venue in downtown Clearwater, which was the first mixed reality show we've done. And I want to start doing more um, augmented reality at our real life events so you can walk around with your phone and find hidden hidden things. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So when you come to our event, you pull your phone out and you can see like a 3D floating asset right in front of you while we're playing and stuff, similar to like IG filters. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I love it too because like when you think of like a band or a group like it's like it's the band or the group yeah it's like that's there's not a lot of like freedom there in a sense like you said to like go off and do your own thing mm -hmm. and not feel like you're abandoning the group it's yeah. like there's a lot of freedom yep. there you know and then also the fact that we improv for one it's a relief for me mentally to have to memorize lyrics and perform songs that's you know half of it but two um you know we don't have to stick to anything and at any point like the freedom is always there to jump on a beat machine or jump on the guitar or jump on the bass or freestyle or to not freestyle so it's just it's real dope to have a it's a free-for-all is like I like to call it and you know no metronomes for the most part I love that are we gonna see any albums coming from you guys out at all together as a group i think so i think that this 44-hour event helped us come closer because you either sometimes get annoyed of spending too much time with somebody or closer and it definitely helped us understand that a lot of us are on a professional level or we can be like isaiah really impressed me with his uh commitment and his knowledge of you know also openness to learn and stuff so i want to have him help broadcast more and Eventually, we want to get a warehouse that we can all chill and go to every day and then start creating a show or creating more album material and things like that. So we're definitely going to, but it's more so everybody's got such variety of times for when they're working. It's hard to organize. Yeah. It's a hard life out there. <clears throat> and, you know, yeah, uh, transportation and everything, too. Oh, God. Yeah, even that. Wouldn't it yeah. just be nice if we just lived in a world where you could, like, literally just kind of do what you wanted and you weren't limited by like money, time, or transportation, or any of these things that we're limited by. Well, that's what the metaverse is for me, and that's yeah. where, you know, like I said, if you guys wanted to come into the basement or something, it's just a click away, and that's what I love about it. So that's the type of world that we're gonna be trying to create is something you can click into. And even though it is gonna be a disassociation or, you know, not as close-knit as being in person, it is the next best thing to that compared to a one-sided dynamic on Twitch where you're just watching one person. 
you can actually go into the place, walk around and talk and then be a, a listener or a viewer at the concert while we're on stage, you know, and then we get off stage and just mingle on the, on the, you know, it's just that, that's what, that's what I love about it is it's the closest thing to being in person and you can actually connect with the streamer instead of just watching them and texting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it, it, I think these days it really is a lot of like connection. They yeah. want to connect yep. with like you know, the musician or the artist or yeah. the writer that they, that they like. Direct to consumer you know? is the mm -hmm. way to go because then you don't have any middlemen for one separating and telling you stand back you know, this and that, you know, you can go up and talk to your favorite artists or go up mm -hmm. and watch them on Twitch and text and they respond to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's like my favorite thing is like, you know, like I always get like really excited like when I message you know someone about doing an interview and it like it might be someone that I've wanted to do an interview with for a really long time and then they respond back and they seem like really really interested in yeah. it and like hi and they're like oh my god yeah this is so exciting I'm just like oh my god you noticed me yeah, <laughs> like, exactly you know like that's all we want as people is acknowledgement and just to be listened to so mm -hmm. you know when it comes to what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. customer service people just want to be listened to if you were to say sir I heard that you're struggling with your you know shampoo in your hotel i just want to let you know that I've, i'm going to remedy this and that you blah 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 they just want to be heard everybody mm -hmm. does so it's like when you get that acknowledgement especially from somebody that you hold up at a higher stature it's just the best feeling you mm -hmm. know and it's yeah. as simple as that just giving somebody your time and attention it is and i'm fangirling in the corner when you guys say yes okay i'm uh, like yeah. fangirling in the corner and it makes um, us feel good too <laughs> yeah like don't you want to like you know, like it's nice to hear from your fans that yeah. like they're excited you know like it feels good and i, I always throughout the whole time of doing music, I never really like to just say thank you when somebody comes up with that much excitement. I like to make it exciting back mm -hmm. to them, like, man, I appreciate you, yeah, thank you for yeah. coming. Hell yeah, man, I did enjoy that show, I felt good, and then give them a little insight on what I was yeah. feeling or something, you know? Yeah. Just you to know? give them a little something. Exactly, like, you know, for so Not much. just make it boring, like, oh, thanks. All right, thank bye. you, sir. You know? That'll be $500 for no, my attention. Exactly. You know? It's ridiculous. So Pompous. then, what do you want like the community to know like about being a musician if you could tell the community like anything um i'd say just always create and then just you know practice and just really get rid of that self-doubt and you know don't let yourself hold yourself back from what you feel is you know an intuition in your body because it's usually going to be right, and even if you're judged or crucified for it, just always stick to what you believe in and believe in yourself. I like that one, too. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, great. just don't doubt, because that's going to be the biggest killer of anything is, you know, think about when you're making something and somebody comes up and says to your face, like, that's, that's ugly or whatever, if they're really horrendous about it, like, that's going to make you doubt what you're doing and it's mm -hmm. going to kill everything but but if you believe that this is good and what you're creating is good like me with the basement I, I believe that this is a good freestyle cypher club and stuff to where nobody's going to deter me from saying it's whack mm -hmm. nobody's going to make me stop doing it because I believe in it that much and until it happens I'm just going to keep doing it so no matter what people think if they come and leave it don't matter because I know that this is going to be something yeah. that I enjoy you know? doubt is like the killer of creativity yeah just really, always believe yeah. in yourself and create for yourself. Yeah. 
I'm gonna remember that the next time I, you know, he's like, do you wanna press the button? And I'm like, oh my God, no. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, let's press the button. Do it. Um, so if you could go back 10 years, 20 years, it could be two years, okay? Um, what would you change about the way you did something then that if, if you could change it, you know it would help you now? Um, I'd say just um, I've, if I could go back, I would focus more on my own content and not spread myself so thin trying to help everybody else. Yes, I was just having this conversation with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Because, I mean, I did that a lot out of my nature, my nature of, uh, you know, I'm a Pisces and just uh, always trying to help and always trying to, you know, bend backwards for other people. But if I would have just focused my time on my own albums and my own music and stuff, which, you know, it obviously, you know, when people talk about going back in the past, you always want to clarify certain things. But just that's my honest answer is I just not try to spread myself too thin for everybody else and focus on making, finding myself and you know, mm -hmm. pursuing that more. Yeah, I think we like live in a society where it's like we're taught from a very young age to like share and to help and like to really like be so like to be a good neighbor and stuff yeah. like that. But it's to our detriment sometimes yeah. because sometimes you you have you have to worry about you first. Yeah. And there's moments where like you have to say no. You can't yeah. help everybody. And you know? we're taught also that that's sort of selfish, but it's not. You know, self-love is not selfish, you know? Ooh. So if you can heal yourself and feel like you love yourself mentally, physically, and all that, then you can go and fall in love or you can help somebody else find that same feeling, but also being careful that they don't bring your vibe down either, you know? Because mm -hmm. some, some people, negative mentalities are just how they're raised, but that can also rub off on you and bring yeah. down your energy, and now you're sitting there at the same level. So yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act, you know? I think the one thing that like really stuck with me that my dad said one time, and I really wish he would have taken his own advice, um, love you dad, um, is he was just like, you cannot like help someone if you yourself is sick, yeah. you know, like I might be messing up the words here a little bit, but pretty much, you uh. know, like he was saying, like, if you aren't in a good place in life, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, he's like, how are you going to be able to help anyone else if your, your whole life is messed yeah. up? And I'm like, you know what? You got a good point there. And yeah. I mean, even if you think about it in the sense of somebody that really is physically sick, like how are you going to go out and help uh, an athlete if you're sitting there coughing and stuff? If anything, mm -hmm. you're going to rub off on them and they're going to get sick, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. Like if you're sitting there trying to push yourself to help somebody else, now you're sick and they're in a better position. So, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't get reciprocated. So Exactly. Yeah. You got to be a little selfish in this day and age. Yeah. Thank you so much for sitting and talking with us. I'm glad that you're feeling better. Yeah, um, me too. I think this has been very eye-opening. I learned a lot. Awesome, me myself. too. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. And, uh, you know, it's uh, something where I just knew if somebody wants the interview and wants to interview you, then that's where you know it's real and it's going to be a better outcome than just sort of being like obligated to or something. So I appreciate y'all's enthusiasm. Yeah, we appreciate you. We can't do it without you guys. Yeah. I can't, you know, just talk myself. They don't want to hear me all the time. <laughs> right. So thank Maybe they yeah. do. Thanks for listening, St. Pete. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can catch all the fun conversations we will have with our local artists and business owners. For some fun behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning St. Pete. 
We hope you all have a sunny day and remember to always stay super cool. Oh, 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 oh,